Welcome to Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis. This is a podcast that explores the ways that modern DNA testing changes lives. It exposes secrets, it shocks and surprises people, it blows up families. It does so much. You don't even know. Trust me. If you don't believe me, that's fine. You don't need to believe me. You just need to listen to all the people telling their stories here on this podcast with me. I'm Eve Sturgis. Today, I talk with Annie, a wonderful person. Uh, I consider my friend. I hope she considers me her friend. She's (laughs) very active in the... DNA discovery community. Um, We met last year at the Higher Earth Hope and Healing Retreat, and we got to spend some time together this year again at the Spring Retreat in April. So she is, she's active in the community, uh, and she's also a helpful leader of the DNA support group called Togetherness Heals NPE Only. That is the group. If you listen to my episode with Aaron, uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, maybe more than a month ago now. Um, that is the the group you want to be in if you want to be with really rowdy, really rowdy, fun people. I mean, all the groups are great, but um, their group is Togetherness Heals, NPE only. And uh, anyway, so I finally got to sit down for some more quality one-on-one time with Annie this summer. This is another one of our special crossover episodes with Lily Woods' podcast called NPE Stories. I don't know if I should really call them crossover episodes or partner episodes or um, what, like, if you haven't, if you have any idea what to call these parent pairings, let me know. Pairings? Is it a pairing like cheese and wine? Is that what it is? Anyway, (laughs) what Lily and I realized a little while ago is that what happens is a lot of people in our world, uh, they discover our podcasts at about the same time and they get very excited and they contact both of us. Um, And then we, we aren't very fancy and we're not very big. And so we usually respond and say, yeah, of course, like, come on your, come on our show, like tell, tell your story. And this is great. Uh, and we find that these people are sometimes doing like a little circuit tour of all the NPE podcasts sort of making their rounds to each, each one and telling their stories, which is fantastic. The more you tell your story, the more people that hear it, um, the more truth is told, the better it is for everybody. Except, um, that Lily and I feel like we have a lot of overlap of the same listeners. So our episodes sound very similar, to people who have listened to to the same person, right? So the same person goes on two podcasts, tells the same story. It's a little bit repetitive. So Lily and I are trying to different ways to mix it up a little bit um, and hosting and uh, inviting everyone. We still want everyone to contact us. We're just trying to, to mix it up and find ways to be creative with it. Um, if you remember, I did it with Laura's episode, which was hmm, June, June 26th, June 26th, uh, last month. So doing it again. did it with Annie. So, so this is how it works. Uh, if a person has already been on NPE stories, usually that is the order of things, uh, because my episodes come out slower than Lily's. She seems to be more organized than, than, than me. Uh, 
So like what I want to do is expand on the conversation when they come on my episode. So when I talked to Annie about her episode about coming on with me. So the first thing I did was ask if she had talked to Lily. She had. So then I went and listened to her episode over at NPE Stories. You should do that now too. If you want the full context of what we talk about today, this is going to be over at NPE Stories is the play-by-play of Annie's actual DNA discovery. Go hear it. Go listen to it at NPE Stories. So we talk about it here too. You won't be totally lost if you don't pair up our episodes, uh, but that one is a more f- fuller, contentful tale. And whereas today we sort of abridge it a bit because um, I wanted to talk about something else a little bit. And um, I, <laughs> I had such a nice time with Annie. She is, I think everyone agrees, a lovely human being. So what I wanted to talk with her about was what it was like for her to experience DNA results that changed who she was as a proud Italian American. And I make a lot of jokes about this in, um, you know, in advertising or writing for the show, marketing for the show that I'm, I'm, this is not so much about thinking you're Italian and finding out you're Irish, but that's, that is the joke I make. And that is literally what Annie discovered. So I want to talk to her about it. So come with me, pour yourself some Chianti, eat some spaghetti. Everything's relative. So I'm here with Annie. She's an NPE. Um, and so we're, we're trying something new, a little bit new that Annie and I had talked about and that Lily Wood of NPE Stories and I had talked about where um, we, so we're trying to sort of pair up our episodes. So you so you were on uh, NPE Stories with Lily Wood, which is another podcast, and you told your story. So we're gonna tell it again. Okay. A little shortened, like a little bit abbreviated. And then I want to talk to you about some like other elements of it, so that people can listen to either one first, but then go okay. and hear like more details of Lily's or listen to Lily's first, and then come over here and listen to the other um, elements that I want to talk about. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, um, I, so, so like many NPEs, you, uh, you, well, not like many, but you were interested in genealogy anyway, yes. and you were looking into it. And I guess, so if you, let's see, so if it's okay with you, I'll do some of the, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell your story. That's fine. That's oh. fine. Cause what, what, the part that I thought was so exciting and interesting and when listening to your story with Lily was when you talked about how Ellis Island records became available and you were so excited. And I, um, I was fascinated with Ellis Island growing up and loved like that idea and that history. And we had like, I don't know, children's sort of history books or something, you know, I don't know. I was just really fascinated with it. And I come from a family of one, many generations in California. And then after that, it's like many generations. It's just so we just don't have like an immigration story to me. And my family also doesn't have, um, we don't have immigration in our heritage so much. I mean, we do, but it's like from 1600 or something. Um, And then uh, we also don't, I'm a family, like we don't have a heritage pride in any way like we're just sort of euro mutt 
Um, and there was like a lot of talk about being Irish, but that didn't mean anything. Right. Whereas for you, you, the Ellis Island thing directly um, connects to you because you're like one generation away. Your grandma came over on a boat. Right. Um, and you wanted to, to, to like research more about being Italian and your family, what you said in the, in Lily's podcast, like we're very Italian, like we're yeah. Italian <laughs> family. Um, so I want to, so I want to, so let's pretend I, I mean, I have like some ideas about what being really Italian means, Okay. but I want you to tell me what being really Italian meant growing up. Um, well, um, my my dad and so i refer to the man who raised me as my dad uh -huh. um at, to kind of differentiate so my dad had uh four siblings there were five all together and their parents um were off the boat mm -hmm. quote unquote mm -hmm. off the boat um i didn't know them uh they both died before i was born um but growing up you know, when the family would get together on holidays and stuff, they would talk about, you know, back in the day and, and the whole family, like they were four brothers and married three sisters. And, and so it was like a very, I don't want to say incestuous, but, but brothers and sisters marrying. So everybody was kind of double related, I guess. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Um, and they all lived in a brownstone in the Bronx and they like three stories of, of an entire family. They all lived together. Mm -hmm. They all grew up together. And my dad was actually the only one who married someone who wasn't Italian. Oh. Um, she, my mom is Irish. And, and um, do you know, you know what, but we get we get together. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Do you know what that was? That um, an issue in the family? Um, in retrospect, I think it might have been, um, but I never felt that growing up. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's you know. Right, yeah. um, but I never knew my mom's family. Um, I only I so if someone would ask me, I would say, "Oh, I'm Italian. Oh, and I'm half Irish." Right. Um, because I grew up in an Italian environment. And um, did your, did your parents speak Italian? I mean, my dad, my, my dad, yeah, they spoke fluent. And, and so whenever, whenever they wanted to talk about stuff that they didn't want the kids to know, they'd all talk Italian. Ah, okay. So, okay. So there's, so Bronx speaking Italian and then, um, talk to me about food. Food. Um, well, um, you know, there was a lot of, um, you know, holidays revolved around food. Mm -hmm. um, so we'd go visit aunts, my aunts, and, and they had, both my aunts had basements. Um, one of them had a pool table and they would put plywood over the table <laughs> and a tablecloth and everybody would sit around the big pool table. And there was, you know, pasta and lasagna and meat. And, and you know, the, on holidays, we'd start eating at like one in the afternoon and at eight o'clock at night, there was still food and, you know, That's amazing. Yeah, it was it was actually um, it was actually a nice environment to grow up in as far as, um, you know, being like family kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't you know, I didn't um, I, I kind of always felt like an outsider mm -hmm. in that environment. Um, you know, my, my cousins were, um, and it was a small family. There were only seven cousins altogether, including the three of us. Um, so, 
but my cousin's friends were always there. There was always a lot of people around, but they were all much older than me. Right. You were younger. You're sort of surprised. Yeah. So, um, you know, so like when I became aware, you know, say five, six years old, um, they were all adults, they were mm -hmm. married. Um, you know, so I grew up around a lot of adults, mm -hmm. um, being an only, you know, the only small child in the, in the group of family members. Um, you know, so I, but, but growing up in that environment, it was, you know, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of, you know, they would, they'd sit around and drink and, and laugh a lot, talk about, you know, this uncle and that aunt and, and, you know, doing this and, you know, they grew up in the depression and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad environment to grow up in. Right. Um, right. But, no, I don't think anyone, you know, I really just didn't feel like I belonged there. Mm -hmm. um, but I always thought it was an age thing. Sure. Right. And it might've been, <laughs> it might've been, it's, yeah. you know, that's probably part of it. Like it's so, well, it's, and I also didn't look like any of them. Right. Right. You know, and I didn't look, I didn't look like any of them. And, um, that was a, like a hair color thing or, a just like, a, uh, overall coloring. Mm -hmm. Um, so they were all very, they're swarthy Italian. Mm -hmm. So they're Southern Italian, not Sicilian. Um, but they're, you know, dark skin, dark hair, dark eyes, that kind of thing. And I was always very pale and light and, when I was little, my hair was like gold brown, mm -hmm. um, like, mm -hmm. like really light. Um, my skin, I, I don't tan, I burn. Right. Um, and, and I just looked very different from, from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, that I realized at a young age. Mm -hmm. Did they talk about that? Was it, did that come up ever? No. No, no, nobody said, you know, I mean, if I would ask my mom about stuff, like I always had a lot of freckles when I was mm -hmm. little, mm -hmm. why do I have freckles? Why is my hair light? Why this, why that? And she, I like to say she would invoke dead relatives that nobody knew. Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, so it would be, you know, my aunt, my aunt had this, my, my father had that, you know, that. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel uh, like, I feel like if everybody knew you were half a half Irish anyway, that it would make right. sense that one kid would get just like, oh, she just got the lighter jeans. Like it just correct. Worked. I mean, my, like my brother had um, green eyes, mm -hmm. um, beautiful green eyes, very pale skin, but he would tan and mm -hmm. he had black hair. Um, you know, and I, of, of the three of us, I think I resembled him the most, but not that much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my sister looks totally different from me. I mean, you wouldn't, I, I, at least I wouldn't think we were siblings. Right. If I saw, if I didn't know you know who she was. Yeah. It wasn't like an open discussion in my family how I didn't look like anybody. Oh, um, really? Yeah, and I so now I'm I like of course now and I I, I you know, of course hindsight is 2020, but I wonder what that was like for my parents. If like mm. uncles and aunts and friends like people would just all the time like where did you come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um so I'm always curious about that. Like was it oh was it a common discussion my eyebrow like if 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 it was it wasn't around me right 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 it wasn't if it was it wasn't around me right totally um cool okay so then so you're doing this ellis island and you get you get more details and i love the story of finding out that your grandma came over she was nine and she came over with four sisters right yeah, like your, your right. great grandmother brought over five girls and the five little girls they were uh, all under 13 years and old. The, 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 the visual of that on an Ellis Island boat is. I know. I, um, know. I get goosebumps. I got goosebumps. I'm <laughs> getting it again. Like, I don't know something so precious about that and special. Yeah. And um, 
and, and amazing about uh, determination to get you like that whatever was going on there, this was gonna, this was worth the trip. Right. Right. You know, right. and um, right. worth risking it. So, so interesting. So brave of, of a woman back then. Yeah. I can't um, even imagine really. Right. I mean, I can't even imagine. Um, so, so then you do, so you're, so you have this genealogy book and then you over time, um, ancestry offers you the, the spit test, right? The famous test, the famous, <laughs> and, um, test. The famous, <laughs> the famous tube. And, um, and then it comes back that you're not Italian at all. Right. And, and so growing up in a family that was so, I don't know how to like die hard Italian, that Italian American yeah. was such a part of your identity. What was that like for you? Well, you know, it kind of didn't register really at first. Um, you know, I mean, they literally like emailed me, Ancestry did, about a year before the tests actually came out. And it was basically an offer, look, we're doing this. Um, you've been a longtime member. Are you interested? We'll let you know when they're available. So I, I said that I was interested, so I got put on a mailing list. And when they came out, I mean, I ordered it immediately. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not, like I said, um, the family was small and it was all sisters. It was like, there were five sisters and three brothers and like, there were a lot of girls. Right. So my last name was not, it was common, but I could never find any relatives with right. my last name. Right. And just um, in case anybody's not following that, it's because the women would marry men and their last names would change. So, so then their children correct, would yeah. have a different <laughs> oh, last sorry, name. I, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, I like, um, I just feel like might as well catch everybody up just in case yeah. somebody's not following. Like, what does girls have um, to do with it? And it's just right, like, right. last name change. The last name would change. So, um, so anyway, so, you know, the, 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 they sent me the email with the tests are available. I ordered one, spit in the tube, sent it back and I get it back and I open it up and it says something like, you know, 98% or 99% Irish. Mm -hmm. Well, that's weird, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, it must be, it's brand new. There's not a lot of people that take, that have taken it. I guess over time it's going to, you know, uh, change. I would think that too. I would just be like, yeah. oh, Okay. You know, so they, this was in 2012. They didn't get my dad's stuff in here. Right, right. They, <laughs> they didn't, just, they were yeah. no, no Italians have taken the test. Right. That right. must be what it is. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand about centimorgans. Mm -hmm. You know, I looked at that and I looked at the matches and I didn't see any names that I recognized. Um, and that was it. So I closed it and I went on with my life. And every once in a while I get an email. Hey, you know, we match on ancestry, blah, blah, blah. And it was always like this, like it is now, you know, you get that email and it's like, oh, you have, you know, 23 new relatives and they're like eighth cousins, yeah. 12 times removed, you know, totally. <laughs> um, you know, so it was kind of like that, but every time I would look at it, it didn't change. And, um, but I kept doing, you know, the tree and the research and there were more records and more records and more records. Um, so then in, in 2015 was the first time someone got in touch with me from my birth father's family. Right. Um, so it took, it was three years before like a bell went off that something was wrong mm -hmm. or something was awry. Um, you know, so, so, so through in that three year period, I, it never even occurred to me that there was a problem. Right. You know? You're like, I am still Italian. <laughs> exactly. I mean, right. you know, and it, 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 it's, 
it was that it was really my identity in in so many ways because um, a lot of the kids I went to grade school with, their parents were off the boat. Mm-hmm. So ev- like everyone in my immediate circle until I went to high school was Italian. Um, you know, including including my friends. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, so it was it was a bit of a shock when it when I did finally realize that this 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 was a problem right that there was something wrong right right um you know so um i kind of uh, you know i i kind of went the the other route after that and i called ancestry and mm-hmm. you know <laughs> gave them some stern words and you know things like that and um you know and here i am here you are so, yeah right and um so so you um, again, summarizing what, what we talked, what you talked about with Lily. So, so relatives start contacting you in 2015 and it takes a while for you to start putting, to, not, not a while, but you start to put together that there goes a motorcycle. Cool. Uh, you start to put together that, oh, this means the only way this, this is all could be possible is if my dad is not my dad. Correct. And, and um, so when I, when I, um, started thinking that my wife um, decided to take an ancestry test. And by mistake, she ordered two tests. <laughs> so she took, she took her test. Mistake, uh-huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so she took her test and it came back exactly how she thought it would. Um, she's, she's pretty much a mutt. She's German, mm-hmm, Irish, mm-hmm. Norwegian, Swedish, like all kinds of stuff. So since we had an extra test, I called my sister and I said, look, I think there's a a problem. And if I buy a test, would you take it? And she said she would. And she came back half Irish and half Mm -hmm. Italian. Um, You know, so at this, at around the same time, I got the, the, the message from this one relative. um, And, you know, she said, you know, here's my tree. I can't figure out where you fit. Um, so I looked at her tree and I'm like, none of these names mean anything to me. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like 3000 strangers mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. on this tree. And, you know, even though we, I took the test, my sister took the test, we figured out there was this issue. I just figured this is a needle in a haystack. Yeah. You know, unless, unless a sibling takes a test I'm never going to find, I'm never going to know. My mom's been dead since 1994. Right. Both your parents have passed. There's no one to answer questions. Correct. And um, so I kind of, you know, just resigned myself to never knowing. Did you, when your, when your sister came back with that test that said that she was half Italian, Mm -hmm. which sort of confirmed what you had suspected, did that feel like a big shock or a punch in the stomach? Or did you feel like you sort of expected that at that point? Um, remember how that felt at that point, it was more of just a, another confirmation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, by the time she took the test and sent it, sent it in and got her results, I was already kind of, you know, I, I, I've already, I had already resigned myself to the fact that the guy that raised me is not my father. And I just figured I was going to never get answers to the questions that I had Mm because there was nobody to ask. Hmm. How does that feel? Um, it kind of sucked. Yeah. You know, it kind of sucked. I mean, I was mad at my mom, mm-hmm. not for my existence, but
but because when she um, was sick, I lived with her for over three months. Mm. It was just me and her. And she had ample opportunity to tell me. Right. That and that's lovely. what I was mad at. Mm-hmm. Um, and she never did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know what I would have done with that information in 1994. Right, right. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, I guess it really made no difference. Right. Um, you know, we, right. we weren't- would have dialed up your prodigy internet right. and gone on to AOL with a C, with your CD-ROM, right? Like, right, right, exactly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you know, so, so I kind of, it took me a little while to kind of get past that. You know, I mean, I'm-, I'm I'm a long timer, so you know, it's kind of hard also to remember things that I was feeling back then. Mm-hmm, sure. A lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of uh, resentment. Yeah. Um, the resentment did come back after I did identify my family, um, because, like I said, I grew up like a tiny adult. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that I could have had like 35 cousins that were oh, around my age. That would have been so fun. Yeah. Thinking um, about that. You yeah. know, so, so that, that still comes up sometimes mm-hmm. that, that little bit of that's, that fucking sucks. But, you know, but then I get a, another perspective from my wife, who's been incredibly supportive. Um, she said, well, what would have happened if you knew then, do you think that you would have been part of that family? You know, do you think that he would have divorced his wife and then they would have only had three kids instead of six? You know, that would your mom and dad have gotten divorced? You know, what do you think would have been different? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, when I look at it that way, you know, it's very true. It, pro- I, it probably wouldn't have been different, and I still would have been ostracized. Right. And, you know, and, and it would have been different, but maybe not in a good way. Right. And maybe you even know? more, yeah, even sort of more aggressively ostracized. Right. 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 It'd be this real, you already were a living proof, but this proof of, of all this, right. all this. <laughs> yeah. All this. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've connected with your fan, with your, your paternal, your biological, your bio dad's family. Um, right. and they, they have, except for one sibling, he's a sibling yes. that you've connected with that, that sort of keeps his distance, but. Well, I, I wrote a letter. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably close to four pages and I sent photos. What, what happened? Well, let me backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm doing all my research and I, I, I now have identified who my father is. Um, there were three brothers and I, I identified who he was. Um, and my cousins started giving me photos. Um, so I would put photos on my tree. Oh, so I had, you... sorry. So I'm going to back okay. you up. I'm going to back you up. Can you talk about um, how you had a, you had a cousin on that side sort of help conspire to get the answers and <laughs> yes, what, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so, yeah. So, so going back to 2015, so the, 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 it, she's a first cousin once removed. So she actually turned out to be my birth father's first cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we chatted a little bit about her tree and I couldn't figure out where I fit. If I ever figure it out, I'll get back to you. 
So two years later, I got a, a hit that was, it said first, first cousin. So I, I could see that he was on that side, on the, on the paternal side. So I emailed him immediately and I said, this is gonna seem like a weird question, um, but my results, we, we, we match as a kind of a high match and my results are, are questionable. Can you just tell me if your mom had any brothers? Mm -hmm. So she said, so he, he emailed me back almost immediately. He said, oh yeah, my mom had two brothers. They were priests. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, wah, wah. Oh wow. So, you know, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, well, you know, first of all, the ages of the priests were much, much older than my mom. And she, we, we were in a church going people. Mm -hmm. So she wouldn't have had priests in her social circle. Um, she did work. She always worked. Um, so we figured out that um, this, the cousin, the mo more recent cousin, Ed, that his mom's sister was married to Shannon's father's brother. So right. I was very easily able to identify my, my grandparents. Mm -hmm. um, and so they weren't related at all, but they were in-laws, I guess, cousins-in-law. Right, um, right, right, right. This is really no term for that, but they knew each right. other. And um, so Ed, um, while we're co corresponding back and forth, he said, well, you know, um, since we don't know which of the three brothers it is, he said, I, my wife and I actually go to Florida every winter and we see one of the sisters. Every time when we're there, we visit them a couple of times. He said, I'll try to bring it up. Like, you know, you get to talk about old times <laughs> and I'll see what I could do. So turns out he was too chicken to bring it up with her, but he emailed me and he said, look, I just don't, I don't know how to say this. It can be he an said, awkward, awkward segue. Right, exactly. So he said, would you mind if I told her daughter? And I said, no, it's fine. So he told her daughter um, who was actually an adoptee. So her, her existence wouldn't help me right. um, in that way. Um, and we ended up emailing back and forth. Um, and she told her mom. And her mom's first reaction was, that's my brother. Mm -hmm. And he's dead. And I don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that's the Irish way. Right. That's the Irish way. Um, so while my cousin is speaking to me, you know, she's like, I'm trying to get my mom to come around and, you know, we're not, we're really just not sure which brother it is. Um, so there was another visit in the meantime um, over Easter and um, invited to my aunt's house over Easter was the daughter of one of the three brothers who also lived in Florida. So they're all sitting around and they're chit-chatting and um, Ed's wife says to Emma, who was the other mm -hmm. person, says, um, hey, didn't your dad work for IBM? And she said, oh, no, no. He worked for Sinclair and Valentine. So Ed and, and his wife knew that that's where my mom worked. Right. It's such a, I, I love Ed's, Ed's all wife. All this information. <laughs> yeah. Love the idea and, of Ed's wife sitting there and, with like, Ed's wife. I'm going to figure and out I, how to ask this. How do I ask this? Oh, didn't mm -hmm. he work for, I know he worked here. So that was how I confirmed that he was actually mm -hmm. my birth father. because they. And then they together. had to sit there for the rest of the meal 
and kind of act like nothing. Right, but they had just solved this major they mystery. They solved it, he said they could, and I had actually met him about a year later um, and they were telling me um, about that day. And he said, it was all we could do. We both looked, he said, we both looked at each other like, like this and like, yeah. didn't know what to do. It was like, they wanted, you know, like on cartoons where your eyes pop totally, out of your head. Totally, or like, <laughs> it's like in all the, or like movie, I don't know. It feels like in the movies when, towards the end of the movie where the person that's like trying to solve the crime, something like stump, st like the fact comes right, out and the whole the audience is like, the whole <gasps> audience knows yeah. who did it. Like, it's the same <laughs> like, like, ah. So the, the, the one, the person that was there was actually my sister. Wow. The one so, who said, no, no, he worked it. He worked for Sinclair Valentine. That was your sister. Wow. That okay. was my sister. Wow. That's so, um, so after that, um, I started, put, like I said, I started putting pictures on the tree and everything. And I misidentified someone mm. on the tree. And I got a message. So, you know, on Ancestry, if you comment, you can comment on photos. Like oh. if you go, you know, you, so you can like, if, if you find a photo, that someone posts, you can comment on the photo and then the person who owns the tree will get a message. Sure. So I get a message from this person, Donna, saying, um, I had misidentified my grandfather and great-grandfather. Hmm. And so Donna, who was actually turned out to be my brother, that was his wife, um, sent a message and said, this is not Michael, this is Jack and to, for me to correct the picture. So I took that as an opening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I emailed back and I said, oh, well, you know, thanks, thanks very much. I was told that it was this person. And so she emailed me, she said, oh, that was my husband, Mark was, was commenting, he was working on his tree. So I crafted a letter and um, I redid it and I edited it and I, I, I it, probably took me two months to put it all together and I got pictures and I put it in a FedEx envelope and I sent it. Um, someone in our group found his address for me and I FedExed it to his house. And um, about 10 days later, he emailed me and um, he said, you know, I got your letter. I shared it with my siblings. Um, we've decided that, um, this was something that a secret that was, that was kept a long time ago to keep families intact. And at this point in time, um, we would like to keep it that way. Now their mother is alive and right from right, the beginning, right. I've been very cognizant of that. Um, and I've told them that I've told everyone that I've corresponded with, um, that, I don't feel that she deserves that kind of pain at this point in her life. So yeah. if, she oh my if she doesn't know, she, if she doesn't know, she doesn't need to know. And, you know, I, I reiterated that several times. He said, you know, we appreciate, you know, your, your sensitivity in that and this and that, but we're not, uh, we're not ready to correspond. Um, we, I will, be happy to email you back with you back and forth if you have any questions. That's so interesting. Oh. I mean, or sad or because I just it's interesting to say like, well, you were you were a secret. We're not we don't want our mom to know. And there's a million ways that you could go about 
still having a relationship with you without the mom knowing. Right. Well, right. I had, yeah, I, I had <laughs> actually said that to him um, because we did meet. He and I did meet um, in April of 2019. Um, I happen to be in Philadelphia and he works nearby. He, he works in Philadelphia. He lives in South Jersey. Um, and I emailed him on a whim while I was there. And I said, you know, do you want to meet for a cup of coffee? And we had emailed a couple of times, but it was always me initiating and he, he giving me brief responses. Um, you know, I asked him for medical information. Um, you know, if he could tell me anything about our, our father, I never referred to him that way. Um, you know, I, I try to be as respectful as I could with him. Um, you know, and he gave me some information and, um, you know, and, and I really didn't expect to hear back from him, but he emailed me back and he said, well, where do you want to meet? I said, well, I don't know anything about Philadelphia. So you tell me and I'll just be there. Um, so we, we, I, I didn't sleep all night, <laughs> um, the night before, and we met in the morning and, and we actually had breakfast and we, we talked for a couple of hours. Uh, we were there for a couple of hours. And, but that was one thing I did say to him. I said, you know, I said, you know, I, he, I know that you don't want her to know. And, and I don't want her to know, you know, not for me, but for her. And I said, how would she know if you don't tell her, you know, how, how is she ever going to, you, you would be the one that would have to tell her. There would literally be no other way to, for her to find out. That right. Right. <laughs> and he kind of was like, whoa. You know, like he never thought of it that way. Right, so, like, oh. You know, but, but there's a lot of people in the family and people talk and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, that's fine. Um, you know, and, and we had a couple of emails after that and I kind of realized that he was just not going to be the one to initiate anything. Um, I think the last time I emailed him was probably about a year ago. Um, you know, kind of just, just checking in making sure you're okay, you're okay during the pandemic, I hope you're safe, blah, blah, blah. And it was just a very brief response. From him. Yeah, so yeah. That, and that was the last contact I really had with him. Hmm. And none of the other siblings, no, no one else has, has participated. No. Yeah. Mm -mm. Hmm. And what's funny is um, Emma, the, she's the oldest. And I think there's three, three girls, three boys, one is deceased. And I think I think what it is, is they just had him up on a pedestal mm. and my appearance really just knocked him off. And I think she's just hurt and disappointed that he would do that. Um, and I'm the, I'm the one that is getting the blame. Right. You're the living reminder of, of right, correct. the imperfections of their father. Of, of her father, right. Of your father. And, um, but what's funny, what I was going to say is that, um, Kira, who is the cousin in Florida, who's been, um, we've actually become very, very close. I just visited her a couple of weeks ago. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, and my aunt, she, she's, she's just the best, you know, she really is just the best. I wonder if Kira, because she was adopted, feels a kinship with you in a sort of, in a way that, that, that there's a sort of underlying we, empathy. We've actually, we've actually talked about that. And yeah, that's, that's really, that's really part of it. She's, you know, she said to me, you know, she's like, I've always known I was adopted. 
I've never felt like an outcast in the family, she said, but I always knew I didn't really belong to them, Mm -hmm. you know, as an adoptee. And she said, and, you know, here you are, you do belong to them, but you can't, you're not allowed in, you know, you know, they're really your family more than mine. If you want to look at it in a biological kind of way, right, right. you know, um, so that I think that's part of it. I mean, I've, but I, I am um, in touch with another first cousin who I haven't met yet, but I'm going to over the summer. And, you know, we, we're just, it, it's just the siblings that seem to have the problem. Right. Um, because other people I've spoken to have been just mm-hmm. more than loving and welcoming. And, you know, I've, I've met several people in the family since this all started. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, you know, so it's really just them. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's too much, too much. Yeah. It touches, it gets too close to something too close to some, you know, my aunt tells me, well, I think when their mother dies, they'll, they'll probably be mm. more open. But when we were down visiting her uh, last month, she actually said to my wife, they're never going to accept her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Too I hard. don't think she, I don't think she cares for them very much. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but anyway, I, I um, wonder so, why. I know. So Kira's daughter got married. Um, in actually, she got married right at the start of the pandemic. Oh, and right. and Emma was invited to the wedding. She lives down in Florida, and she went. And I asked Kira. I said, when when she was there, she never said anything to you. Not a sing, not a single word. And she knows, she knows that you and Kira are friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. But didn't say anything about it. Huh? No, not a word, not a word, but she did unfriend and block Ed, the first, the cousin (laughs) that, yeah, (laughs) the cousin that that was helping me. She actually unfriended and blocked him on Facebook. She like, um, killed the messenger (laughs) or something. But none of them have blocked me. Hmm on Facebook. So I go to their pages and I, I stalk them all the time and I'm totally petty with them. And if I, if they comment on cousins that I'm friends with, I make sure I go there and comment Mm -hmm, and, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, you're going to know that I'm here. Right. Right. I'm here and I'm not going to let you forget about it. I'm here. There's really something about existing as an NPE about wanting to say, I am, I am here. (laughs) I am here. You know, um, you don't need to be my friend. I managed mm-hmm. to live 55 years without knowing you. And, but uh, you're not going to forget that I exist. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And no way to have answers. No way to have answers. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so interesting. So I have, um, the other thing I want to ask you, this is about being Italian. This is what I was thinking about <laughs> listening to the episode is that we were just at the retreat together. Right. Uh, we were at a, a high risk hope and healing retreat. It was in April. Uh, it was so fun. And uh, it's just something totally unique to be with all um, you're, you've, you described it as a tribe and it really tribe. feels that way of just like yeah. people that get it. It's people, amazing. And it's um, really amazing. All the, all the different things we can, everybody can talk openly about things without having to explain thing. It's just really great. Yeah. Um, but you made dinner one night and I want to talk about it. (laughs) You made like a chicken piccata. Is that what it's called? Chicken marsala. Oh, okay. Chicken marsala. Chicken marsala. 
Picard is completely different. Okay, yeah. See, this is me not yeah, this is perfect. Um, I didn't even plan that to illustrate how much I don't know um <laughs> about Italian cooking. So it was so delicious. Um and so did you grow up learning how to did you cook learn to cook from your family? Did you, um, do you cook Italian food a lot? I, I do. Um that is actually my specialty. Chicken Marsala. Uh, chicken Marsala. Um and um you know, I, I learned, well, my mom being Irish, um, learned how to cook from her mother-in-law. Um, right. Okay. Okay. Know, because Irish people tend to have crappy food, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to put it bluntly. Um, so she, my mom was a pretty good cook. Um, I learned watching and I learned watching my aunts and I just always enjoyed it. Um, you know, cooking, creating, putting food together and having people enjoy what I make. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess that's my little bit of artistry. Oh, it's uh, so good. It was so great. Thank it, you. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. And 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 I just think there's something really um I don't I don't like either it's special or unique or magical or weird, you know, something about it about you growing up thinking you're Italian, um, learning that you're not Italian at all, mm. and then connecting with all these other people who have found out that we are not what we thought we were. Right. Whether it's ethnicity or not, you know, whether it's about right, right. heritage or not, but just like all these different versions of that. And then, but you're still using your, your heritage, like you're still using your raised hair, whatever that's called, our raised heritage, our birth certificate heritage, or right, right. like the way you grew up. It, you're still, it's what you're, I know. You're using that to bring people together. Right. Yeah. So there's like, yeah. it's like this, like marriage of things of, of well, you know, I find food, um, to be a, a good equalizer, yeah, um, you know, and it, you know, no matter what you, whether you agree with someone or whether you have an issue with them, it's if you bring food into it, sharing a meal is 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 a good way to have a fellowship with, yeah. with people, regardless of who they are. Um, yeah, mealtime you know, so, is so fun at the retreats, but it was so yeah. fun that that you sort of had a special dinner night. Uh, is that a recipe that you think we could get from you, or do you have another I, recipe? I'd be happy to share it. Yeah, yeah it's, maybe it's I not, put it it's up actually also. not a big deal. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's it's super easy to make. It really is. It's 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 super easy to make. It was fun. Oh so, yeah, I have no problem sharing that. Okay, That's cool. Fun. All right, we're gonna get Annie, the NPE from Bronx's <laughs> special. <laughs> I'll put together an NPE cookbook. Yeah, I thought of that. I actually thought of that at the retreat when you were cooking. I was like, hey, I wonder if everybody's got a recipe they could contribute okay. to something. Maybe it's um, something we could look into. Yeah, let's work on that. Okay, cool. Okay. Great. Um, and I like to ask this at the end when I remember it. Um, do you feel like you have any, you're a, you're a long timer, but do you feel like you have any advice for people that have just stumbled into the NPE existence? Um, Yes, I, I would say um, don't um, don't rush into anything. Um, take a breath and do nothing. Um, you're going to be confused, upset, angry, all that kind of stuff. Um, and those are all valid feelings. Um, seek out people that may be in your same position. Um, I've found um, the groups more helpful than, than literally anything else. Um, you know, because you have, 
different levels of people like like me i'm a long timer then you have new people and the new people need guidance and what do i do and how do i approach this and and so you have um people that know from their own mistakes like what to tell people not to do you know um but the main thing i would say is to take a breath and do nothing you know don't don't start immediately sending messages and um you know they can be scary for the people that receive them um especially if you get a really close hit um you know if you're going to message someone be as vague as you possibly can um right, just to get, right. just to get them to um engage um you know because if you start if you start out like hey my dad isn't my dad are you my dad you know <laughs> Right. You know, um, you know, people don't want to be the holder of family secrets. Um, and that's unfortunately what we are. We're family secrets. Um, you know, whether it's one person that knows or 10 people or the whole family. Um, you know, we were kept secrets for a reason. Right. And nobody wants to be the one that knows that information. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting because you know? because we're like a people. <laughs> we are not the NPEs, but like we're a society that um, we don't. What am I trying to say? We don't like secrets. Like we don't want to have them, and right. yet, <laughs> and yet, there's like thousands of these people of us yeah. NPEs right. walking around, and people uh, confirming that or affirming the secret holding. Like yeah, like right. you don't you don't want it, and you well, you're well especially. Yeah, especially um, if you, this is, this is why I like telling my story because I, if, if it takes one person that says, wow, I got this email like from this stranger that says, you know, they might be my cousin or they might be my brother and wow, that's, that's messed up. And, but, but my friend Annie had that happen to her. So maybe it's not something that I should ignore or send away because it happened to my friend. Totally. I beg you know, people to email. Like, I mean, I had, to those um, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I, I've told my story like with, um, like I have a, 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 a Facebook group with my high school uh, class and I told it in there. Um, and we had a reunion in, in 2019 and like three or four people came over to me and just like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Can you tell me more, you know, and why do you tell people? And, you know, and, and, you know, because I don't want, um, I've had doors slammed in my face and if I could prevent that from happening to somebody else, you know, because you get people that like, I read like, especially on like Ancestry's Facebook page or, you know, you get these stories that come up in the news where this person found their unknown sibling, blah, blah, blah. Oh, nobody should tell that story. Keep it to yourself. Don't say anything. And, you know, they don't take into account that not only are the people like my siblings being handed a surprise, but the surprise, us, we're people too. Right. You know, and you can't just say, don't feel that way because this is how I feel, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And, and 
I might not, you know, I'm not looking to get invited over for Thanksgiving, but you know, don't be an asshole. Right. That's all. That should be our, that should be our motto somewhere. (laughs) We don't need to be, we don't need to be invited over for Thanksgiving, but don't be an asshole. Mm -hmm. That might be in the next tote bag. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Very. Yeah. It's totally true. Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, you know, I can't complain. Um, I've had a lot more positive results than a lot of people have had. Um, you know, I mean, my, my, the family that has embraced me has done so very willingly. Um, you know, they didn't, they don't need to invite me into their homes, but they have, um, you know, and if I don't ever see my siblings, I figure it's their loss. hundred percent, hundred percent their loss. Um, and they're missing out on your chicken. You could be introducing them to all this Italian cooking. All this Italian food, right? right? All I they know, know about know. is cabbage and boiled ham. <laughs> boiled meat. Right? Boiled meat. You're boiled old. meat potatoes. Yeah. Oh, man. They're really losing out. That's too bad. That's so funny. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank Andy, you. for coming thank and, um, and, uh, T- t- telling your story and talking more about some other stuff because I make a lot of jokes. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I make a lot of references to how pod- these podcasts or the NPE gr- community is about people that have DNA discoveries or DNA surprises. Yeah. And then I always say, I don't mean you think you're Irish and you find out you're Italian. I don't mean mm-hmm. that kind of surprise, but I do. But <laughs> like, you do. I, I do. But I, in like, a way, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if had I been, you know, always Irish, mm-hmm. I probably never would have, it probably never would have occurred to me why I wasn't getting any matches right. of my family. Right. You know, I mean, I could have explained away strangers. Totally, totally. But, but if I'm not, a t- you know, I, I mean, it's, it's not a mystery that I, that my, my dad was Italian because mm-hmm. I have records of his family right. coming right. from Italy. You know, it's it's not some long, you know, long ago uh, Mayflower person that just showed up here from, mm-hmm. from London. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, these people came from Italy and there are still people in Italy that he's related to. Yeah. You know, so when when I didn't match any of those people and it didn't say I was Italian, that was a big... That was the flag. A big flag. Hmm. Big flag. Yeah. Well, you thank know. you for speaking to that for us. Thank you for um, having me. Yeah. And I will get that recipe up as fast as I can as soon as you send right. it to me. I'll send um, it off. Yeah. And you're going to go on with your day. It's a Friday. Are you having a good weekend? Going to have a good weekend? Uh, it's supposed to be hot and sunny. So I plan on uh, finishing up my yard um, because we have a barbecue on the 4th of July and watch fireworks and stuff. Our nieces come over and some of their friends. So trying to clean up and, you know, put neat solar yeah. lights out. And oh, make fun. It yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, great. we got washed out last week, so I didn't get to do any of that. Oh, okay. So maybe so, now things will grow. Maybe yeah. Now. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, have fun. All right. All right. I will talk All to right. you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank I'll you send so you that much. recipe. Sure. Okay. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Okay, everyone, the recipe 
for Annie's amazing chicken marsala is up on my Instagram now. Go now at Everything's Relative Podcast. Uh, if you aren't already a part of Togetherness Heals and PE Only, the support group, get on Facebook, get over there. It's so much fun. Uh, and buy some chicken. Make this dish. I should have asked Annie about wine pairings, speaking of pairings, um, and how to how to do the rest of it, how a whole meal would go. Caesar salad, I, I presume. Um, I am the worst about Italian food. Uh, I, I just know the bare bones American basics. I, uh, I just had this memory. Oh my gosh. I told once, hold on, let me organize my thoughts. I told a man on a date, I was on a date with a man and I told him I wasn't that into Italian food and he got up and walked out. And then he came back, but the message was clear. And that's fine because Kaylin is my husband now and he never asks me about food I like or didn't like. <laughs> we, we, for the record, like Italian food, but we don't judge one another for our preferences. Thanks for coming along, everyone. To stay in touch, please follow me on all the socials at Everything's Relative Podcast. If you want to share your story on my podcast or you have comments or questions, contact me. There are a million ways to do that. Email is one of them. Eve at everythingsrelativepodcast.com. And if you're feeling so inspired by this experience with me today that you would like to support this project in other ways, uh, we would love your support on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Or if you want less commitment, uh, ask me for a tote bag. Just send me a message and ask me for one and I'll send one. Um, and I'll just, I'll just ask you for the cost of shipping. That's it. You don't even have to buy the bag. You just have to buy the transportation. Um, I don't know how long that deal's gonna last, guys. Come get a bag. Either way, I will be back in seven days with another episode of Everything's Relative. And until then, everyone, please keep sharing your truths, washing your hands, and eating all the watermelon on these hot, hot summer days. Bye-bye. Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis is produced by Kaylin Egan and Eve Sturgis. Eve is a licensed therapist in the state of California, but conversations on this podcast are not therapy sessions. This podcast is edited by Stephanie Delon-Zick, the logo design is by Ivy McNally, and the music is used with permission by Goodbye the Band. One Million Musicals presents... This is the story of Nellie, who nobody knew. A brand new musical full of magic and adventure. I'm gonna cross the purple dragon sea and find somewhere a home for me. Featuring 15 original songs and a stellar cast from across Broadway, film, and television. The Ballad of Nellie, who nobody knew. Now available wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.